0: So this morning, we're continuing our conversation about mental health. We're talking about mental health apps this morning with Dr. Christine Caulfield. She's with LFS Health Systems. And uh, Dr. Caulfield, we appreciate you joining us this morning. You know, right now, everybody is under stress, and uh, there are a lot of people that really need to uh, seek help in mental health capacities. So we appreciate you talking with us this morning.
1: I'll tell you, uh, certainly you're absolutely right. We have been under tremendous stress, particularly this past year with the pandemic. Uh, Not only are we stressed out, but we have been grieving. So grief plus stress really complicates and further exemplifies the need for us to reach out for help. Many people are experiencing increased anxiety, depression, uh, finding it very hard to concentrate, memory issues, relationship problems. And when your daily life is being impacted by these issues, it's really time to reach out for additional support.
0: Let's talk about options that uh, that people may have. Counseling can be Really expensive. It's not always covered by insurance, and sometimes people don't even have insurance. What about mental health apps? This seems to be something that a lot of people are, are turning to. Uh, there's certainly a lot of advertising for them. Do you support the use of mental health
1: apps? I think it's a very good adjunct uh, for people that are struggling. Um, you know, for example, the best therapy for depression is individual counseling plus medication for clinical depression. So I think an app can be an adjunct to assist in helping uh, remind us, for example, to get out and exercise, um, give us a way to track how we're feeling, our moods on a particular day. Uh, So basically, the American Psychological Association is supporting apps, uh, but certainly not as the primary for mental health counseling.
0: So what are some red flags that you look for uh, when people are going through their app store and they're considering either purchasing or getting one of those that are even free? What advice do you have for those
1: folks? You know, that's a great question, and uh, be careful of apps that have a gaming feel to it, the gamification of apps, because they really don't have a lot of research or clinical expertise behind the development. So we really want to be careful uh, to avoid those types of apps. Uh, you know, the American Psychological Association has a list of 260 apps, and depending upon what you're experiencing, anxiety, what symptoms that you are struggling with. You can type that in, and they'll give a list of about 260 apps to choose from. Uh, Actually there's 20,000 apps on the market now for behavioral health care. So again, uh, I would go with a trusted and true app that has scientific evidence-based protocols behind it.
0: Dr. Christina Caulfield, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, Again, the mental health apps are not a substitute for actually seeing someone in person, but some of them can be useful if you are are searching for legitimate ones. But when there's so many out there to choose from, you do need to be really careful, and it's never a substitute for that one-on-one training. We'll be back with more of The Morning Jam here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.